Hey, welcome to Show Kill, where I pair a crypto and a crime together at the same time in a unique fusion of finance and mystery. Today's shill is Bitcoin, and the kill is BTK. Before I get into it, please like, subscribe, come back for more, and I'll have more for you. So now, let's get into it. So let's start here today with the ultimate shill, and that would be Bitcoin. Currently trading at over 40,000 a share. It did touch about 44,000 or so before dipping back down, but over 40K nonetheless, that's a big deal. I think before the end of the year, it could reach its all-time high, surprising a lot of people. Traditional finance is now getting more involved with the spot ETFs. Those are incoming Expect those early January. They're going to control the market. Traditional finance, they always get theirs. They're like the lion out on the African plain. All the other animals catch something. They come along, take the first bite, leave the carcass for the rest. That's traditional finance. They always get it. They're going to control this. How do you get yours and do that on a consistent basis? Because this video is for new people in crypto. Because I've got a lot of true crime listeners and I've got that true crime for you today. But here with crypto, I'm gonna give you a conservative approach, not financial advice, but conservative when you think about Bitcoin and how traditional finance is getting involved and how you can get involved if you never have before. Because it's not how much you invest, but that you don't miss out. So Bitcoin, Spot ETFs incoming, they're already filed. You're gonna see those for BlackRock and the rest. It's a scarce product, about 21 million Bitcoin, 19.5 million or so about have been acquired. So scarce product, and then it's a proof of work blockchain. So essentially it's a slow blockchain in comparison to others like Avalanche or proof of stake blockchains. But proof of work, meaning that storage of value, storage of wealth, and when the miners are mining and the halving event comes along, which cuts the rewards for the miners in half, then it drives up demand even more. So you got the spots coming, you've got the halving event coming April, 2024. What will one Bitcoin be worth? Well, my prediction, it's gonna reach all time high before the end of 2023. I think before the having, if the spots go well, how they're intended to for them, for those lions out there, then I do believe it could reach 100,000 in that watermark it's been looking for, that 100K. 200, 600, yeah, maybe in an ultimate Bitcoin future where market cap is 5 trillion for total for crypto, 10 trillion total for crypto. But right now, for crypto, about 1.5 trillion market cap and Bitcoin has over 50% of that market cap share. So definitely possible, scarce product, 1.5 million Bitcoin or so in US dollars, that's about 40 billion. So not too hard for a massive pension fund or massive investor to get involved because there's whales out there and then there are those who own the ocean. So if you're getting involved and you haven't done it before and you're going to use something like Coinbase, well, that's fine. But how much, how do you do it? 
How do you think about it? Conservative approach for you in the next segment because I've got a lot of true crime listeners, but here I have the crypto as well. And when I talk about BTK and that really infamous case, the BTK killer, I'm gonna weave in Bitcoin to the conversation like I can only do here on Shill Kill. And I'm gonna give you a conservative approach, not financial advice, just something how to think about, kind of how to look at those lions out there and you're out there as well. And how do you get yours on a consistent basis? So now that you know more about the having event, now that you know more about the spots and how they will control that market, I think you'll be well suited when we get into the true crime and I weave that into the conversation. And I'm gonna give you that as a takeaway. So let's do that now. Bitcoin is a proof of work, but BTK is a real piece of work. Dennis Rader is his name. BTK, bind, torture, kill. Good thing they caught him years ago, putting him away for life. But in fact, whenever there's another murder or serial killer out there, the news still gives him his time. He can't resist. The murder started way back in 1974, where he took out an entire family, leaving one survivor. Then he combed through the local neighborhoods, stalking people, ultimately killing about 10 people in Wichita before the case went cold. It was a real mystery. Who would have done such a thing in a small community like Wichita? And in fact, 30 years had passed until the local news did a follow-up, like an anniversary. They hadn't forgotten about BTK, but most people had. And BTK was still out there. And therefore, he followed up with them and talked to them through a letter sending his proof of work, how he did things, and the proof of his serial killer work. Ultimately, he started communicating with the cops because, again, Dennis Rader could not resist. He asked the cops if he sent in a floppy, could they trace it back to a computer? And of course they said, no way, you're fine. All good, send it in. And lo and behold, he did send it in. Cops must have loved getting that. He thought that the data he had deleted on that floppy wasn't recorded, but the metadata did record it. And it traced back to the computer he used at a local church with his name Dennis. So even though he deleted stuff, it was still recorded, it was still inscribed. And they found it, they found him, and in fact, after that, they matched up the kind of car he was driving because a car was captured on video in certain places where there were drops from whom they thought was BTK. And that car was parked in the driveway. They soon swarmed in on him. And then when they caught him, uh, they interviewed him for hours and hours. And a part of him just loves that. He really did want the attention. And even after he was caught, I think it was a relief for him because he wants to tell people how smart he is. And that's why he's often quoted still in the news. So he thought that data was erased. And in fact, it was inscribed on a floppy. And that kind of reminds me of Bitcoin and ordinals. Ordinals are like NFTs. And it, they are inscriptions inside of a Satoshi, which is the lowest denominator of a Bitcoin. And it's an ingenious way of creating a really cool thing, but also utility. So it reminds me of that floppy 
that metadata that was not erased. It was inscribed there and they found it. It was there forever. And that's kind of like the ordinals of Bitcoin. Because Bitcoin's a layer one, it doesn't have much utility, but there are layer twos working with Bitcoin like Stacks, STX. And therein lies a really good thing because not only do you have that uh, proof of work and that store of value, but you have mass utility on the biggest blockchain out there. Although technically proof of work, like I said, it's like slow compared to proof of stake and other consensus. So it reminds me of those ordinals of what BTK was doing with the cops and why he would send in a floppy. I have no idea, but maybe he really did want to get caught because he couldn't resist how he wanted to tell a story that he's the mystery man. He's the shadow man. So with Bitcoin, ordinals, um, things that bring utility to Bitcoin, that all adds more and more value, more use cases. So you could get involved with that. You can trade ordinals. You can get inscriptions like that. And that's something worth checking out. But when it comes to investing in Bitcoin and going against those lions out there to get your lion's share, this is how I think about it. I think about a conservative approach to it where whatever Bitcoin is trading at, let's say 40,000, that you put 1% in. So every month, 1% of Bitcoin. So if it's 40,000, $400. And you do that all the way up until it reaches that magic number of 100,000. Then at 100,000, you scale back to half of 1%, and then you look at other alt projects that are involved with Bitcoin, such as Stacks. So the method would be, as a new person thinking conservative, that whatever Bitcoin is trading at under 100,000, you invest 1% until it reaches 100,000, then you scale back to half of 1%, and then you look at other projects that are involved in utility, bringing utility to Bitcoin as a way to possibly get into maybe not the ground floor, but maybe something earlier than most. And I think that's a winning solution for thinking about going against those lions for your lion share. So hopefully you've liked this one from Shillkill. And I'll have more for you. So please subscribe, come back, and I'll see you next time. Thank you.